0: This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. A hearing was held this week on a bill to change a tribal settlement in Maine. Advocates say it would remove restrictions in place since the 1980s. Lily Bulkey reports.
1: The Settlement Act was intended to resolve disputes over land claims, but it left Wabanaki nations with less legal and regulatory authority than other tribes across the nation. Chief Kirk Francis of the Penobscot Nation says that means they're essentially treated as municipalities rather than sovereign nations. He notes roughly 150 federal laws have passed benefiting tribes since 1980, but Wabanaki nations have been excluded.
2: The Wabanaki nations have spent the last 40 years being treated like second-class sovereigns. We have watched out-of-state corporations come in and thrive by doing the very things we should be able to do but for the Settlement Act.
1: Almost all attendees at the Judiciary Committee hearing voiced support for the bill, but the hearing ended after eight hours without a vote. The bill is a product of a task force started in 2019 to study the legacy of the Settlement Act and recommend changes. Chief Clarissa Sabatis of the Holton Band of Malisee Indians believes LD1626 would help restore self-determination and self-governance for the Wabanaki nations.
2: Without a tax base and limited economic development opportunities, it's difficult to generate private and public funding to supplement already underfunded programs such as housing, health and social services.
1: The bill's sponsor, State Representative Rachel Talbot Ross of Portland, cited research that says the structural inequities formed by the Settlement Act have contributed to Maine tribal members experiencing extreme poverty, high unemployment, poor health, limited educational opportunities, and more. The state of Maine somehow thought
0: that recognizing the full political existence of our tribal nations would somehow diminish us as a state. Whatever the cause for those feelings were in 1980, they simply have not turned out to be true in Maine or in any of the other states. I'm Lily Bulkey reporting. Native youth from across the country are gearing up for the United National Indian Tribal Youth mid Conference taking place in Arizona next week. During the three-day event, attendees will engage in Native youth-led activities, sessions, and cultural sharing. Unity staff member Jared Massey says they're looking forward to the gathering to help encourage young people, especially since COVID-19 has hit Indian country hard. The lineup of speakers includes young Native entertainers.
2: We really went into the mid-year conference just jam-packed, ready to inspire these youth because, again, we're bringing them back together again for the first time. We're able to come from Deferro Wunatai, who is from the Reservation Dogs cast. He'll be there in person. We have Little Mike and Funny Bone, who are also from the Reservation Dogs cast. will be there in person. Brooke Simpson, who is just fresh off of uh, America's Got Talent. And so she'll be coming to do um, some singing for us in person. We will be having a welcome reception, which is going to be a kickoff pool party, which will feature this Native youth band um, who are all Unity alumni. And so we're very excited for that. Um, and they'll be a part of the lineup.
0: The Meteor Gathering kicks off next Friday in Phoenix, both in person and virtually. Unity has worked to foster the spiritual, mental, physical, and social development of Native youth since the 1970s. This week, people across Alaska recognize the contributions of Alaska Native civil rights leader Elizabeth Peratrovich. U.S. Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski honored her on the Senate floor Wednesday. Sometimes we think of Elizabeth Peratrovich as as part of our history, but but she, Elizabeth, and her husband Roy, and the impact that they had on Alaska and the way that they strengthened our democracy is our current history as well. In February, Alaska marks an annual holiday in her honor. I'm Antonia Gonzalez.
2: National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation, with funding
1: by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by the American Indian College Fund, providing millions of dollars of scholarships to Native students every year. Applications for the upcoming school year are now accepted at collegefund.org or by phone at 800-766-FUND. Support by the Center for Indigenous Cancer Research at Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center, dedicated to cancer research, medicine, and cancer care for indigenous populations. A no-charge online risk assessment tool is available at roswellpark.org assess assessme.
2: Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.